You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Welcome to the All In Podcast. Podcast brings you a new perspective on so many different things in every once in a while dentistry. But today is not specifically on dentistry. Today's kind of a, a different kind of day. It's just me, folks, just me, no guest today. But I want to share some stuff on some experiences I had uh, recently uh, with some salespeople. And the salesperson's complaint was, well, you know, I keep doing the same thing over and over and over, and I'm not having any success. I don't know what else to do. Now, I heard this, and I thought, well, you know what? That's uh, that's a problem, right? If you only have one pathway to success, but that pathway is not actually to success, you're never going to be successful. In fact, you're going to drive yourself crazy. So today I want to talk a little bit about strategy and effort. Now, what is a strategy? Well, it's a game plan. And I think most people relate that to a game plan over a longer period of time, right? What's your strategy to you know, start your business and become successful and be a millionaire, right? But but a strategy or a plan can be in the small things that you do. And if you effectively put in strategies in all the little small things you do, I can almost guarantee you will be successful. So for those of you who aren't in sales and those of you who are, maybe there's a lot of dentists out there and I'll, and I'll address that, how you can use this as a dentist or a, in a dental practice or any business really. But salespeople so many times, they just go door to door, which by the way, during COVID is exceptionally difficult right now, especially depending on what region of the country you're in, but dropping off the same brochure and their business card to everybody, hoping that somebody there will see that and maybe call them and buy whatever they, they sell. Now, this can work. And when I was first getting into sales and copier sales, that was pretty much the strategy bang on as many doors as you can. It was a volume game. A volume game will put you in an early grave though many times. So when you're going to attack anything, all right, let's take the, the, the visiting a dental practice, right? Well, one thing I used to do um, was have a reason to go into the practice, not just, hey, I'm just here to drop off a brochure and hope I get some FaceTime, right? Every time I would stop to see a doctor, right? I had a plan. I had, it may not be, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get them to convert. I'm going to do this. No, no, no. It could be simple. What, what was my goal? And, and when you create a strategy, you need to reverse engineer. So what was my goal for that specific call? Well, my goal for that call was to let them know about this education program that is coming up that I think is a perfect for them. Maybe that will help me in the road to getting their business down the road. Okay, cool. So what's my plan? Do I just stop by and drop off a brochure and hope I see the doctor? There's a very good chance unless I had actually a set appointment that that brochure is going in the trash. So one thing I like to do was I would get on Canva, which I've mentioned in previous episodes, create some, your own customized content, make it look professional. I would Google them. I would find their picture and I would create a little, a little binder that had all the information I wanted them to see. But on the front of that, it would have my contact information in the bottom right corner, but it had their picture. They were the star. It was specifically made for them. 
Now, what did that do? Well, assuming I didn't get time with the doctor, right? Let's just make that assumption. So I bring that in. No way in hell a staff member is going to throw away a binder with a picture of their employer away, right? And nobody throws their own picture away. If there's something on there that's customized for them, they always keep it. So even if I wouldn't be able to see the doctor, the response rate, I would get to that, would be in the high 90%. Now, why? Why did just having their picture on there make that so much different? Because it probably took me three minutes to do that. I had a template, pop in their picture, put their name down, hit print, put it together. Well, it showed a couple things. Number one, I had a strategy. I implemented that strategy to get their attention and, and got the information that I wanted to get in front of, in front of them, right? And it exponentially increased the chances of them co- contacting me or them accepting a call, especially if I didn't have a prior relationship with this person. More importantly, I think it showed effort. I cannot explain the importance of effort. Think about that. They probably never had anybody do that for them before, right? To put their picture on a binder, right? Not really a big deal, but it showed more effort than all of the competition combined, right? They actually may be working harder. They may be doing more things, right? But that was physical evidence of effort, extra time I took. They didn't know if it took me three minutes or if it took me three hours or three days, right? But they appreciated the fact that, man, this person is different. They didn't do the same thing as everybody else, and they showed effort. They cared enough about me without even having an established relationship to perform the effort to create a customized design that has my face on it. So that's just a small example of, of something that you can do tomorrow, right? Now, let's address that for the dental practice. Okay. Instead of every patient gets the same treatment, everybody gets, you know, the exact same communication from the team, you know, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so fill out your forms. Blah, blah, blah. What if... What if somebody just put a little more effort to come behind the counter, assuming there's no COVID, right? And say, hey, Mrs. Jones, listen, sometimes this paperwork can be annoying. Do you have any questions? Can I help you fill it out? Because I want to make this really easy for you. And do you have any, any concerns or any, anything you really want to get out of this visit? Anything bothering you? Now, usually that's a question you get asked in the back or not at all, by the way, Um But a lot of times you're taking somebody out of a scenario where they get very quiet in the chair, but in the lobby, they're willing to talk and tell other needs. Now, that little bit of effort of asking those questions, showing that you cared, that effort, will get that patient to communicate with you at a higher level. Now, show a little more effort, take that communication you just had. Well, you know, I I haven't said anything, but I really would like my teeth to be straighter. Okay, well, that's something we do. Let me communicate that to the team. Let them know. Because... It's so funny to me how somebody gets in a chair and all of a sudden shuts up as soon as the doctor comes in. It's called white coat syndrome. It happens to me, right? It's the weirdest thing. But now all of a sudden, you know, Susie or Tom at the front desk that works for the office has just talked to Miss Jones and now communicated that to the back team and they communicate that to the doctor. And Miss Jones heard you wanted your teeth to be straighter. Is that, is that true? Yeah, that'd be nice, right? So now that little bit of effort, that time and effort may have t- turned into thousands and thousands of dollars of revenue for the practice little bit of effort that they don't get from other places, right? Maybe if you sent them a follow-up email that wasn't a generic email and had their picture and here's the needs and things that you said, we very much value and appreciate you. These little tiny things that can be automated and systematic matter to people. It shows that you care. It shows that you're going to put more effort in than somebody else, right? 
a lot of my friends right now who own these higher end dental spas and, and higher end practices are actually thriving right now in a time where we kind of have, you know, I wouldn't call it economic despair, but let's say it's certainly a downturn. Now, why are those practices being successful? Because they create the experience. They have a strategy. They also put in a lot of effort to implement that strategy. So those two things combined highlight how good they are, even in bad times. People care about that. It is not always about money. That's just a a baseline they always go to. Why? Because if they can't differentiate you or your product or your service from the guy down the street, then why wouldn't it be about money? So you need to start thinking in terms of how can I show effort, right? And more so effort that goes towards implementing whatever strategy I created. It could be as simple as our strategy is now to know the patient by their photo and picture before they come in. So when they come in, I say, Mrs. Jones, I remembered you. They knew me. I was just at Chick-fil-A. And I don't know if this is a, a declaration of my bad eating habits, but this one person at Chick-fil-A, I came through the drive-thru and they remembered my truck, right? So, hey, Mr. Shane, how are you today? The fact that that person remembered my name was not a big deal, right? They didn't take a lot of effort, but it meant a lot to me. I was like, damn, they actually cared enough to remember my name. Something as little as that. And then I went and told their manager how awesome they were. And I hope that turned into something good for them, right? But that was a strategy. That was effort. It didn't take much. Strategy to to get more ingrained with your customers. The likelihood I come back to that specific Chick-fil-A is much higher now, right? The same thing can apply to any single thing. All right, so... Let's go ahead and uh, create a strategy, right? Let's let's give a, a fake example and and kind of reverse engineer. Okay, so again, I, I like full arch. It's an easy one to do because it's hard to market. It's hard to close big cases when you haven't done it before. So let's say I want to do more $30,000 full arch reconstruction and plan cases. Okay, easier said than done, right? So where do I start? Right. Where, where does that process start? How do I create a strategy off it? All right, the end goal is to do more cases, right? But the real end goal is to create more revenue is that, or, or you know, more fulfillment as a doctor in what I do, right? Because I, this can change somebody's life. Okay, great. So do I go back to, okay, I'm just going to dump money into marketing now. That is not a strategy. Uh, that is a, a, uh, a waste of money <laughs> if, if I could be so bold as to say that. It certainly is. I've seen it happen many, 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 many times. You want to reverse engineer a strategy. So let's take a step back. So to get that money from that case, what do I have to do? Well, number one, okay, I have to physically be able to do like clinically be able to do the case. So if at this point I don't feel comfortable doing the case, all right, I need to, to research and find a curriculum and education. So that's that's my baseline. That's going to be step one. So although I'm not completely going backwards, that's a baseline that has to be done in, in this particular instance. You have to clinically be able to do it or, or you can't do it. So that's a given, right? Okay. So how am I going to get Mrs. Jones to give me $30,000? And I've never met Mrs. Jones, right? Don't know who she is. She's not a current patient. How do I do that? Hmm. Okay. So well, I'd have to have a relationship, right? Like she'd have to have trust in me to get to that point to be able to do the procedure, right? Okay, how do I build that trust? So let's go back again. 
All right. I don't know her. She's not a patient. How do I get Mrs. Jones? Okay. So I have to have good communication, right? Because I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to get convince her to have that trust in me and to write that check unless I communicate everything about the procedure and the benefits that are specific to her. All right. So now I need to understand the benefits and not only me, because I'm the one doing the procedure, but my team's the one talking. Okay, so now I got to go back one more step. So my team would also have to be really well-spoken and understand not necessarily the clinical benefits. You need to understand that, but how it actually impacts that person's life. Why? The why? Why is that person getting this procedure done? Okay, so if I understand that, maybe they're doing it. You know, Let's take a look at some of these scenarios. Why would somebody do this for an emotional reason? Maybe it's photo pic, uh, wedding pictures. My son or, or daughter's getting married. Okay, so understand that one. Uh, why? Because wedding pictures last forever and they're always on the wall, even when you're dead, right? It's actually very important. Um, maybe it's because that person got divorced or broke up with their girlfriend or boyfriend. And now they want to have a smile that that they can go out and find a, a new partner, right? Or go have fun and go out in the dating scene again, right? It's very important. Nobody wants those that nasty, nasty smile you got right now. Go ahead and put that away. You need a new set of teeth, right? So that's an emotional reason, right? So, so okay, my team now needs that training too. So that's part of what I need to do. Okay, so before they get to the point of being able to communicate directly in office with a patient, that patient has to schedule an appointment, right? So, okay, I have to have an appointment set up. Now, how do I do that? How do I get her to set an appointment? Okay, well, if she's calling to make an appointment, then they'd have to be really good at communicating on the phone. So it's not just my clinical team. I have to make sure my front office team knows how to communicate this, especially on the phone, because that's going to be the first point of contact, right? So whoever answers that phone has to be just badass at it, okay? All right, so they got to be badass at the phone. Got to make sure they're trained to do that. Um, but then how's the call coming in, right? Maybe I have a website. Am I, am I ranking well, right, in my area? Okay, so I need to talk to my marketing company, make sure that we're we set up a landing page so that that is communicated well if they're researching on my website that makes me look an expert at this um, at this particular procedure, right? Giving them the information they want, not what I think they want, but what the information they actually want. So I have to find a marketing company that understands that, can do that with my website. Okay. But just having a website doesn't mean they're going to go there, right? How am I going to market that? So then I have to go to that. But now we finally got to the marketing point, right? But everybody else starts backwards, right? So clinical then marketing that now they see the ad they go onto the website research a little bit hopefully they make a phone call if, if they don't make a phone call what can i do okay boom i can follow back up there's plenty of ways to do that okay now once the call comes in it goes to who how do they answer the phone so i've, I've got that trained down now now when they come in for the appointment okay i've got the team ready to communicate oh i forgot i also need to have my financial portion set up. I got to make sure that I have, if they need to finance it, I'm, I've got companies I partner with to do that as well. Okay. So now we're, we're cooking right now. And then once we get there now, now what happens now, how do I communicate with the lab? Blah, 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 right. So you've actually started backwards, your end goal and figured out all the things by going backwards through the process that you need to do. Now this takes extra time and it takes extra effort, but I promise you it actually saves time and effort then losing lots of money and then hating whatever it is. And I don't understand why people want to do this procedure, right? It's very important to do this. It takes more effort. It takes more time. But by going through this process, now you have a full understanding of why, all the whys, why somebody would say yes, why somebody would say no. Now, what's also my plan for if somebody says no? Do I just say, screw you? Maybe I should have a plan for following up to a strategy for that. So you reverse engineer that. They didn't say they didn't accept now. What are the things? Why didn't they accept? All right. How would I change that? How do I meet their goals? Maybe it's just time. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's whatever. The trust thing. 
So having a plan to go back and, and make that successful as well. So that's a strategy for getting full arch in your practice. That's where you start. You, you reverse engineer it. Okay. Now I'm going to go back to my salespeople real quick, right? I'm going to help you all out a little bit. You've got a meeting coming up. A doctor calls you. They're interested in your system. But that's it. You don't really know anything else about them. Or you cold call and they accept an appointment. What is your strategy? Now, in my experience, a lot of newer reps or reps who've been around a long time and, and maybe are just kind of mediocre, they'll come in with the same thing for every single account. And every once in a while, it works, right? That's great. But if it's working 50% of the time, that maybe it's working 10% of the time, where do you want to be? You want to be 90% of the time. Now, how do I get 90% of the time if I'm coming in for a call for them to buy something? And just the fact that I'm saying buying something, nothing specific, makes zero sense at all. I have to have an idea of who they are, what they want, what's the possibilities. The more data and information you can go into a scenario with, the higher likelihood that you're going to be able to turn that situation the way you want it. So for me, I actually, as weird as this sounds, I'll start doing, it's not weird yet. I'll get to the weird part. I'll go ahead and we should go to their website, find out their mission statement, find out a little bit about them. Maybe they went to the same school as you. Maybe find relatable points, number one, because you got to build a relationship. So if I want to get their business, number one, especially in Georgia, they got to like you to buy. So I got to make sure they like me. So meaning the more I know about them, and the more I know about the things they like to do, oh, they like to hunt, they like to fish, okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, they're a big Georgia Bulldogs fan. Good for them. Unless you played Florida this weekend. And we lost. Damn it. Anyways, sorry, sidetracked there. But now you go back and you say, okay, I've got more information on them. They're high in practice. They do a lot of digital dentistry. Okay, maybe they want to do guided surgery. Or maybe they're interested in or enteral scanner. Or maybe, you know. Along those lines, that's probably a pretty good indicator that they're more into advanced technology, right? So maybe you want to go down that path. So having that information ahead of time really helps me in the sense of where do I want to lead this? Again, I put the time and effort to research them, create a customized folder for them. I did this every single time I went into an appointment. It, it worked at a very high level, by the way. Um, I'd have my set parameters of what I can do from a financial standpoint, What's my discount levels? What, you know, what packages can I sell them? What promotions are available? I didn't word vomit on them and I didn't have those, but I had them ready to go just in case, right? So if the pathway changed, I was prepared. So this strategy and effort makes you prepared. You're never thrown off, right? And you're ready to close. It's not, oh, I don't know if I could do that right now. I know you would buy right now, if I could, but I don't know. So I would always know what I could do or couldn't do on the front end, right? So that I have to go back and waste time later. If they're interested now, it might be harder to get back with them later. So again, putting in the effort to create a strategy. I'm good. Now the data I have lets me know that they may be interested in digital technologies. So the things that I, products and services that I have that focus on that, I'm going to lead with that. My end goal is to come out here. What's the next step? So my end goal is to come out with a, a sale. Okay. Now I would have different levels of that, right? Maybe it's a sale of an education course. That would be my my baseline, the, the minimum one I want to do. Maybe it's a small package. Maybe it's a large package. They want to go all in with me. Fantastic. I prepared for those scenarios. Okay. So I've got a A, B, and C goal. I've been prepared. Now, what else do I do in this before the presentation? I, strangely enough, have meetings, usually in the shower where I'm talking to myself. You can ask my wife. She calls me out on it all the time. But I'm literally talking through the things I'm going to say in the meeting, right? And in my head, I play their voice. What do I expect based on my experience and, and what I know about them? Right. So I've prepared, I put the effort into basically play the meeting out, talk to myself, sound like a crazy person in the shower, 
and uh, in order to gain more business, right? All of that effort preparation was part of a strategy to help gain that business. And I've increased the likelihood that I would do it. We will actually get that business, right? By doing all those things. Does it work every time? No, not all strategies work. But if it didn't work, what do I do? I go, oh, shoot, damn it, didn't work. And, and this, what I'm about to get to right here is the, is the key point in any time you do a strategy that fails. Failure is a teacher, okay? Okay, that what I did there worked on so many other people. It didn't work on them. Why? Start digging deeper. You can have control of the scenario if you understand why. You can ask him. You know what? What can I ask you? Why? Just not ready to commit. I'm, I'm not ready for this. Okay. Why aren't you ready? And that's okay. I'm not asking you to buy right now, but just so I understand and I don't want to pressure you. When do you think you would be ready? If ever, right? You start asking these questions and, and to improve yourself, right? Understand may, maybe the pricing was tight. Maybe I didn't communicate the benefits that matter to them most. Maybe I assumed some stuff that was incorrect. And instead of Asking if those assumptions were correct first, which would have been a good game plan. That's not what I did. I just assumed I was correct based on the information I had and went with it. So maybe if I, next time I'll stop and say, you know, I've seen your websites all focused on digital is, is guided surgery. Is that something in internal skin? Is that something you're interested in? Actually, no, I'm more interested in your, in your regenerative products. I want to learn how to do this. This Okay. Excellent. Well, I can absolutely talk about it. I'm glad I asked that question. Because now I didn't waste my time or theirs, right? And maybe we can get those later. But right now they're interested in the one thing. So now I failed the first time. But now the next time I go into them or somebody else, I, I've, I've corrected some of those mistakes. So listen, guys, short episode today, but just had some stuff in my mind I wanted to share. If you have 1% more effort than your competition, that puts you at the top. You don't have to be miles ahead of them. You just have to be just this much better to beat your competition, right? And always, always have a strategy in everything that you do. If you do that, I guarantee you start understanding your own business yourself more in in the ways that will make you successful. Do not do the same thing that leads to failure over and over and over. You're allowed to do that with successful things, but if you're failing and you keep trying the same things, that's just, that's crazy. In fact, that's the definition of crazy. So, Last thing is, remember, if you had a strategy in place, you put it in the effort and it didn't work, now go back and figure out why it didn't work in the areas you can improve. That's also a strategy to get better. So hope this helps some of you out there to start rethinking the way you may be doing things to improve whatever it is your business is in. But again, strategy, effort, and then go back if your strategy didn't work and improve on that strategy put a little more effort in. So hope it helps. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you guys next time on the All In Podcast. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.